in their picture. Do you notice anything different? Mm-hmm. I don't tend to be very observant. No? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, <laughs> if it was a snake, you'd bit you. <laughs> it's different. What is different? You just going to let me figure it out? The lighting. Like the... <laughs> The positioning of it? No, I didn't notice that. Blue accent lights back here. Blue accent light above the couch. Pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. I can't say that I might that I would have noticed. No. (laughs) (laughs) So it's interesting because last night I woke up. It was about four fifteen because I heard a noise. I heard like a door shut. And so I laid there and immediately I start thinking to myself, what would I do if there was actually somebody that was intruding? It'd probably be smart to have that already figured out. (laughs) 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 But I'm laying there and now I'm just listening as the dog, as Ivy's laying there snoring. I can hear her snoring. She would be no good. (laughs) So I'm thinking, yeah. Well, I guess I'll listen for footsteps. <laughs> but it was obviously in my dream. It's called a, uh, you said 415? Mm-hmm. So hypnopompic hallucination. Uh-huh. I have never heard that. Um, Say it again. Hypnopompic hallucination. Pompic. Okay. Hypnopompic. It is a hallucination that is fairly common that we have upon awakening. Hypnogogic is the hallucination we might have. On our way to sleep. So as we're drifting off to sleep, we'll hear our name called. Mm, and mm-hmm. wake up and look around and somebody called my name. Yeah. I might even get up and go to the other room and go, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 Mm-hmm. You call my name. I ain't call your name. I heard you call my name. I'm in there trying to sleep and you're calling my name. I'm not going to you're crazy. I'm not calling your name. Then you both go to bed mad. Right. But it was a hallucination. Hmm. Wow. Hallucinations. Didn't know I could still enjoy those without the drugs. (laughs) Welcome back to We're Just These Guys, you know. Uh Go, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Why are you jumping the gun? (laughs) Heck yeah. We're going to do the pour now. We're going to do the pour. Okay. One, two. Best part of waking up is podcasts and this cup. (laughs) Searching for the end of the song there. (laughs) All right. So, speaking of song, here's the deal, dude. Here is the deal. I'm bringing my guitar next week. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. The song. The song. The song. The song. That I've talked about in oh, week seven oh, or whatever the song it was. You're, you're working on writing. Yes. And do you need another one of my homemade guitar picks? Oh, heck yeah. You could have a thriving business. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's all bring our credit cards. Hey, it's green. It's recycled. <laughs> it's repurposed. Absolutely. This we'll, is awesome. We'll sell them for twenty dollars each. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Heck yeah. That'd be actually it'd be great if this was an actual credit card as well. You know, you just have oh, to yeah. hold it up there. <laughs> well, well, there's a part of the credit card that you can scan mm -hmm. when you you know you put the chip in you can slide it or you can swipe it you can scan it mm -hmm. i'm wondering if you can i put this in my pocket yeah cut that part out <laughs> ah you're right and walk up and uh-huh <laughs> i bet it'd work <laughs> i i don't know exactly how that works but i bet it would well i will try it yeah I'm gonna sacrifice my <laughs> sacrifice my debit card. Yeah, <laughs> honey, I can't buy anything for a while. Yeah, <laughs> my credit card got. They said do not fold, spindle, or mutilate, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I did all three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome oh, back yeah. to we're just these guys. Is mm -hmm. it we're just these guys or just these guys? Just, just these guys. We just. are. I don't even know the name of our podcast. Hey, I got some interesting statistics for you, but before we do all of that, today on the podcast, uh, stick around because in addition to the wonderful banter back and forth that you will get from Mike and I, and who knows what that'll bring. Hopefully it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are going to once again discuss the eight steps to the life you want. Mm-hmm. And kind of, we, we ran through it real quick last week. We're going to keep talking about it for a while, breaking it down a little bit, show you how what we have been doing in terms of the four fundamentals fits in with this model. We're going to just, we're just going to break it out more. Um, but then the first thing I want to do is throw out some stats to you that you may find very interesting. Sweet. And may change how you actually perform on this show. Okay. Okay. Now, the podcast itself mm -hmm. those of you who are listening in your earbuds right now would be interested to know that this past month 100 percent of the audience has been american <laughs> <laughs> go figure oh. surprisingly we have a large contingency from california wow i have no idea what that's about but mm. we do so welcome to those in california listening we uh, appreciate you tuning in mm-hmm on the YouTube channel, however, what percentage would you guess of our YouTube viewers are from America? America. Well, let's just go with 70%. And of the other countries, which one do you think would represent the largest viewership outside of America? Well, I'm wondering about our... Friends down under. A alert popped up yesterday. Alert, I don't know what you call it, but I've turned on my YouTube channel and the analytics popped up for whatever reason. First mm -hmm. time in mm -hmm. history. And 43% of our YouTube viewership this month comes from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, mate. Nine. Wow, that's and really cool. 42% hmm. is USA. It's amazing. That is really interesting. So hmm. thank you so much for tuning in down under. Yeah. 50% of our 
our viewership on YouTube is age 25 to 34. 50%. Age 25 to 34. Mm-hmm. 50%. 27% is 35 to 44. So our demographics are young adults in the middle of life. I love that. It's you not know, just the, the old fogey sitting at home with nothing else to do. No. <laughs> or in the nursing home. <laughs> right. <laughs> with the iPad. But I think it, it also says something to the fact that uh, the demographic that we're reaching are hungry mm-hmm. to learn. Yeah. And the old saying that goes, solve all the world's problems before you turn 20 while you still know everything. <laughs> you know? Right. We're, our minds are open to learn because we've learned enough. We started out, well, we don't know what we don't know. And at this age, it's kind of like, well, now we know what we don't know. Right. And we're trying to get to where... Now we know what we know. And the great thing about this demographic, these 25 to uh, 44, Mm -hmm. is they have a chance to learn from the prior generation. Oh, yeah. These are the mistakes we made when we were your age. That's right. And so if you can make a two-degree shift in your life right now, you know, sky's the limit. Oh, man. And again, so... There's so much power in a 2% shift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about what that's going to look like down the road. And down it doesn't the- take very long. No. Not very far down the road. No. I'm 56, and I I just barely nowadays will start to think, oh, man, if. <laughs> then I go, no, I can't. I'm not going to do that. Here we go. Sure. Cannot wait. Two degree shift now at 56. What's that going to look like? You, you got another 20, 25 years before retirement minimum. Good Lord willing, we're going to get some stuff done. Get some stuff done. The best is yet to come. And finally, uh, one of our viewers, uh, I didn't catch what country they're from, but they said, great show, love it. But could you speak slower? Really? Because I'm trying to learn English. Oh, <laughs> well, you, I don't know if they want to learn this English. <laughs> Can you imagine being in Morocco and speaking redneck? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Cletus. Yeah. That's a, that's a phrase they say in America. Yeah. They say, what do they mean by screw the pooch? <laughs> <laughs> what exactly? <laughs> That'll get people to leave your church. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. For the very first time ever, I was speaking. It was a funeral. So I've never had this at a funeral or a wedding. Uh, Sunday morning message, I've never had this. There was someone signing for, you know, the hearing impaired. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because every now and then this person would stop and look over at me. <laughs> well, we don't even have a sign for that. <laughs> and so it was kind of cool to have that. But yeah, good luck with all the learning on this English stuff. It's apparently when, a little complicated. We're just used to it. When I was in college uh, at the University of Hawaii, I met a young lady in one of my classes who was just a just fascinating study in uh, no roadblocks mm. um, because the, the short story here, the, the long story is funny to have it unfold. We ain't got time for that. Short story is she is from Spain. 
um, sitting around the house. I married a, an Air Force guy sitting around the house, bored all day, speaks Spanish, mm-hmm. so can't make friends in the neighborhood. Right. So she decided she's going to go to college. <laughs> uh-huh. So she goes down to University of Hawaii, That's enrolls. Bold. Yeah. She's thinking, I need to learn English. So she enrolls in English 101. Wow. There you go. <laughs> a class I struggled yep. to get through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not English as a second language oh, yeah. or conversational English. <laughs> She's very logical. She said, well, sure. I wanted to learn English, so I rolled in the class that said English 101. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Clepped out of like 20 hours of Spanish, halfway to her degree already. <laughs> That's awesome. And learned to speak English by going to a college-level English 101 class <laughs> and, and began her, her college journey there. Well, man, you got to be pretty smart to do it that way. Oh, my gosh. That's just crazy. Yeah. It's hard to relate to that. But those are really cool stats. It's exciting to hear. More and more and more, I'm I'm having people coming up and and where before I had no clue that they were even listening, and they'll start talking about how many weeks they've been listening and that they enjoy it, and so it's and that's always encouraging. So the the final stat that I want to throw out, and then we can shift to the topic today. Mm-hmm. Uh, on those YouTube stats, 62% of our viewers have not subscribed yet. Oh, <laughs> I can understand that. I didn't subscribe till like last week. <laughs> and I can believe that. Yeah. No, you got to hit that subscribe button uh, uh, and I, then share it. Again, we're we're not doing this for money. We're doing it for uh, we're yep. called to do it. This is fun for us, but it's also something that uh, been put on our heart, put on Mike's heart, especially for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. earlier this year, he he asked again about doing the podcast, and I agreed. And in February, we started this thing, mm-hmm. and it's been a, a roller coaster of a ride ever since then. Um, but its trajectory is upward and onward, mm-hmm. so. And again, I just really appreciate all the work you put into this, all the post-production and just getting it all set up. That's what I love about you, man. Just call me Dr. Frankenstein. Dr. Get It Done. Uh, Went to Newsboys last Friday. Yeah. I had another guy tell me about funeral director. (laughs) 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 Tell me about how his experience was. And in the show, when they introduced everybody, they introduced the the keyboardist. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with the band, not really. Um, Frankenstein is his last name. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and he's he's been with the band for um, you know, since nearly the inception. He's been with them for a long time. And uh, Michael Tate, who's the lead singer, mm-hmm. said, "You know, this would not happen without Frankenstein because not only does he put all the music together, but he." He said, all these videos you see, all this special lighting going on on the stage, everything that you see, everything that's happening, all the videos, he does all of those. Mm. Now, where he's got me is he does it while raising four girls under the age of 13. Oh, dang. So. Shoo-wee. He's learned to. single dad? No. So he and his wife. Yeah, he he and his wife. Please learn to um, maximize his time. Mm. 
Four girls. Probably looks forward to getting on the road. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's quiet. Under 13. Well, he's he's just he's just getting into the interesting part of that whole situation. Ooh. Situation. Situation. Did you like that? Yes, that was good. I, I got him in. Even the the actual way you put him in. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> You got to watch last week's YouTube. Just start from the beginning, and you'll see what we're talking about. Yep. Situation. <laughs> Someone that I have to admit has always just, he's just annoyed the crap out of me. What very little I've watched of any of that stuff, um, I would have to turn it. But that's just me. So I've got a quick question for you before we dive into this. Sure. Who said generous people are rarely mentally ill? Uh, Jesus. <laughs> he might have <laughs> in a roundabout way. <laughs> what well, buries its nuts and <laughs> that's right. Oh, Jesus. The answer is always Jesus. <laughs> uh, Mike's no. People who are generous are very rarely, rarely mentally ill. Here's who said it. A guy named Carl Menninger. Carl Menninger. Carl Menninger. Founder of the Menninger Clinic. Exactly. In where? Wichita. Wicka, wicka, Wichita. That's where the clinic is? That's where it began. It Did, used to didn't be. Didn't it begin in Topeka? I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole because mm. I actually am working on a, on a message. <clears throat> about generosity and I saw that quote mm -hmm. online and I thought hmm, that's actually really good when you consider the why behind it you know, and why it's is all that? about your thinking it's all about just living a a more selfless life and you don't get all caught up in so many of the things that cause us in so many of the situations the situation situation <laughs> yeah so just imagine that if if the idea of becoming a generous person was able to help your mentality, help the way you think, and would change your life, how amazing that would be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just imagining uh, the selfish person, the person who is not uh, generous with their time, yeah. their treasure, their talent, the selfish person. Right. You know, it's me against the world. It's what do I get out of this? It's, uh, you know, why should I give more? Mm -hmm. Why should I give to this? Why are they asking me for this? Right. You're, you're immediately on the defensive. Right. Instead of just considering how freeing it can be. And then you have to defend yourself to yourself. Well, I'm not going to give. And you're arguing with yourself. You're not arguing with me. Right. Well, I'm not going to give because they don't deserve it. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. And, and he has a beard. I don't like people with beards. Yep. What's that with the beard? And that whole thing that we're born with, which is what causes us to oftentimes learn the very first English word. No. Nope. If, you're, if you're in America or English is your primary language, the first word you learn. No, it's actually not. No, it's mine. Oh. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> Mine. Yeah. Yeah. So, if that's one if that's a word that you use a lot in your vocabulary, 
chances are you're not a very generous person. Yeah, it's it's not yours. <laughs> <laughs> right. And no matter how you want to look at it, it's not it, yours. It's not. It's on loan. Right. Right now. Yeah. And what are you going to do with it? That's it. Even if you're not religious, sure. when you can't take it with you. Nope. So what are you going to do with it? What's your legacy going to be? Yep. That you acquired all of these cars and they're sitting in a warehouse and now you're dead mm-hmm. and people are scavenging through your cars trying to figure out what they can steal from your carcass. Yeah, Is that your yeah. legacy? Right. Or are you going to create a museum of cars? Wow. Yeah. Or are you going to create a foundation, do something with those the things you've gathered here so that your legacy going forward is taking care of other people, taking care of certain needs. Yeah, that's the key right there. The reason that we want to help people is to live productive and purpose-filled lives so that they can not just leave an inheritance if they're able to do that, mm-hmm. but most importantly, leave a legacy. Make a difference while we're here so that we can have a legacy not that it's, and, and that's not really a selfish thought either. That's a selfless thought. I want to make a difference. I want to live beyond myself. And so that it's exciting to understand the process sure. of how we can get there. And that's all we're talking about. And something you have not mentioned once on this podcast, which you mentioned in church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to mention it again. <laughs> Do you mind if I go there? I don't care. Yeah. Uh, Grace Point is starting a building fund to pay off the building okay, so they yeah. can free the mortgage up mm-hmm. and, and free themselves to do other things to serve the community. Right now, their service to the community is limited by the fact they have to pay a monthly mortgage. Mm-hmm. And so they have started uh, a, a, a drive. Yep. They've started a, a, a... It's called Hope for the House. Hope for the House to pay off the building. So in addition to your tithe or whatever donations, uh, givings that you do give to the church, um, consider uh, making an additional payment of whatever amount sure. to the building fund to pay off the building fund so as to free the church from that albatross. Mm-hmm. And when we all come together, that's the thing. I've never in my in my heart I've never felt as the leader that it was time to I always looked at it as a burden but now I look at it as a blessing and an opportunity the time is right to boldly go forward to free ourselves up from getting from underneath that debt and to honestly live uh, a more biblically sound uh, experience altogether which is the old the, the proverb that says the the uh, the borrower is slave to the lender. Yes. Well, then we've been living in bondage. Yes. And it's time. Yes. For us to be free. You know, people. You know, they see in the the bulletin that you know um, whatever amount comes in the building on on donations, say it's ten thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Like that church made ten thousand dollars last month, but what they don't see is that four thousand went right out the other door. Yeah. To the bank. Right. And so you're taking from the people to give to the banker. And that's, you know, in our own lives, we, hey, I made $2,000. I got a raise at work. I'm making $2,000 every two weeks, but I 
have a house mortgage and a car payment and insurance payment and groceries and all of that money that comes in the door is going right out the door to mm-hmm. somebody else. I remember a, a, a gentleman that we know years ago was kind of uh, frustrated with the whole thing. And he was sitting there explaining to me what he's got coming in the door and what he's got going out the door. And he said, I'm about ready to just introduce Visa to my employer and step out of the middle. (laughs) Cut the middle man out. (laughs) You guys work it out. (laughs) I'm going to the mountains. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going off the grid. But he, you know, that's what it is. We, We work to bring all this stuff in, but we're turning around and sending it right back out the door. And we aren't getting anything out of it per se. Mm-hmm. And it's not even our money, it's God's money. So right. what are we doing with God's money other than enriching Bank of America and Chase and sure. Visa? They're making money. Yep, yep, yeah. And the business I work for makes money. Right. But I'm not making any money because I'm sending yep. it right back out the other door. So freeing yourself, there was, uh, did you ever hear Crown Financial? Mm-hmm. Their goal... Their mission was to, um, in each city that they 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 went into, their mission was to get four percent of the church population in that city debt free. Four percent. Four percent. So let's say ten percent. Uh, I think their goals was four percent, but let's say ten percent because it's easier to do math. Right. But there's uh, in proper city limits of Wichita and just in the city of Wichita, there's 400 some odd thousand people. Mm-hmm. If 10% of church going people were debt free, had nothing to do all day. How many people is that? It's big. If they, even if they're all believers. Well, and that's the, that was the you know kind of theoretical goal is if we could get ten percent of four hundred thousand people, forty thousand folks, with nothing to do all day, mm-hmm. but to spread the word. Yeah, forty thousand people in this city, just walking around all day, free, just being generous to to with live, themselves to live the life that God intended. Yep. I would love to do those things, but I got to go to work. Yep. I'd love to do those things this weekend, but I got to do overtime. I would love to give more, but my car payment. Yeah. And so we are slaves to the lender. We can't serve the master. If we could free you from that slave ship to the lender, then whatever you are earning is yours to do with what you will. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of getting debt free was to free you to serve your will. And if you had 40,000 people who were believers who had zero debt, and you got electric bill and groceries, you got those kinds of things, but car, house, visa, get you out of debt. And that $2,000 every two weeks that comes in the door is yours and you have the will of God in your mind mm-hmm. and you know, you're working 40 hours a week, maybe you retire. Cause they also talk about investing for retirement. Right. But that was their whole idea was to free people mm-hmm. to free people. Yep. And that brings us back to this eight step model. You mentioned earlier, um, thinking about the building being a, a burden, the building being an albatross. Yeah. That's the circumstance you're in. There you go. 
There you go. So if you want to change the circumstance you're in, if you want to change the situation, (laughs) what do you got to change? Starts with the identity. This starts with our identity. Who are we? Who am I? Mm -hmm. Did you ever see the movie Overcomer? Nope. Nope. There's a scene in there where the guy visits a, another guy in the hospital and he says, well, brother, I'll pray for you. And he walks out. And then a couple of weeks later, he's back in the hospital and he stops by the guy's room again. And they were talking and he said, let me ask you a couple of weeks ago when you said you pray for me, did you actually pray for me? And he said, no, I didn't. He says, well, who are you? He's like, uh, I'm... I'm a football coach. He goes, okay, well, who are you? You know, if that were taken away. Well, I'm a husband, I'm a father. He goes, okay, well, God forbid that be taken away. Who are you? He's like, I, I'm a white American male. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's obvious. Now, who are you? And he kind of rattled around for a minute and goes, well, I'm, I'm a Christian. And he goes, huh, notice how far down the list that is. Mm-hmm. And he said, imagine if you got your identity from the one who created you. And this is the guy who was being prayed for. (laughs) Yes. This was the guy who was in the hospital, losing his sight, all sorts of medical problems going on. Mm -hmm. And that just, you know, changed the the course of the movie. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, that was the concept was, who are you and who our identity Mm-hmm. Who, who do we see ourselves as? Mm-hmm. Do we see ourselves as a, a redneck? Do we see ourselves as a, a motorcyclist? What what do we identify as? You know, do we identify by our gender? And is that you know the number one thing that we're concerned with? Do we identify as a Christian? You know, what is your identity? Once you work out your identity then it makes sense what environments to start hanging out in. Yep. And and as you work out that identity and start hanging out in those environments, physically, where are you at? Mentally, what environments are you entertaining, studying? Then you begin to think differently. And as you begin to think differently, you start to have different experiences and as you have different experiences, you start to make different decisions to do different things, start developing new habits, forming this, a new character. Feel this momentum. And your situation begins to change. Your habits. The, the habits form the character. Right. The habits and the character then lead to your situation. So if I see myself uh, as a redneck who's horrible with money, you know, where am I going to hang out? How am I going to think? I'm going to make, you know, emotional decisions to buy that new motorcycle on credit. That's my behavior. And I've got a habit of buying shit on credit. Mm-hmm. So my truck, my motorcycle, <laughs> my 80 inch screen TV. I still just have to wonder, <clears throat> what do you got against rednecks? <laughs> I am one. <laughs> <laughs> so you're identifying that though. <clears throat> I only hear bad things. 
No, no, no. This about is about rednecks. This is my attempt to identify with the people. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of rednecks. There was an, there was a period in time. I mean, where you know the song "Up Against the Wall," you redneck mothers. <laughs> <laughs> that was you know a badge of honor. I got a buddy of mine who whose nickname is redneck. He will tell you my nickname is redneck. Call me redneck because he. He embodies that. He rides horses. He drives a pickup. He, you know, makes impulsive decisions. We'll get in a fight at the drop of a hat and then hug the guy after the fight. He's a redneck. He's got red neck. He worked in the sun, <laughs> slung chain tongs. He knows what a drilling rig is, a cat head. You know what a cat head is? Nope. Up, oh, see, you're not a redneck. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, if you know what a cat head is, you're a redneck. A buddy of mine uh, was caught up in the chain on a cat head and got slung 30 feet out in the farm field, broke his back and knees and hips, you know, three days after being on the drilling rig and got a cane and <laughs> went to work for a different drilling company. I mean, rednecks work hard. Rednecks play hard. Rednecks don't think about tomorrow. We're just good salt of the earth people. And that was, you know, what I grew up in in high school was all my friends were good, hardworking, salt-of-the-earth people who looked forward to getting out of high school, going to work on the oil field drilling rigs, going to work on the farms, going to work with their dads. Yep. That was the future, you know. So you, you won the high school football championship, and then you spent the next 40 years telling the stories. Go to work, have to work, have a beer, tell, tell about the state championship game when you threw the winning touchdown. <laughs> sure. That was your life. You know, every, well, then I'm definitely part redneck. Yeah. There ain't no doubt about that. <laughs> I am from Mulvane. Did you see the movie Friday Night Lights? Mm hmm That's how it was. I mean, that's Midland, Texas. Oh, yeah. 35-year-old man, got a, you know, his wife's got a kid under her arm. They're mm -hmm. at the, the drive-in, and he's going up to the 17-year-old the playing in the high school football championship, and he's still wearing, the 35-year-old is still wearing his high school football state championship ring and his high school football letter jacket, and he's so excited. Midland's in the state championship. And that's his identity. That's his life. That's where he lives. And so every day he goes to work, comes home, drinks beer, talks about the football game. Yep. For the next 40, 50 years of his life. That's his identity. So that's the situation he's always going to be in. Wh what have you been identifying as? Can can I convict you? You usually do. Half in, half out. Are you all in, you all out? Lukewarm. Yep. And I saw all in Sunday. Okay. I saw all in Sunday. Yeah. We're doing this. For the first time. For the first time. Yep. We're doing this. We own this building. We're paying the damn thing off. Yep. Everybody get up. Yep. Get up. I had to get there first. You're there. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I'm there. You're there. I'm excited. Yeah. I I didn't expect that. Now you can see. Yep. You those. know what I also... Go. I didn't expect this, which says something about my leadership and the lack of it, but I'm, I'm getting there. I didn't expect the overwhelmingly positive response. They want this as much as I do. They do. Maybe more. They want more. So let's go. They want you know, to see Grace Point explode. They want... Yep. You, know, you, you'd hold a 
make a damn turkey sandwich drive. <laughs> and you had 150 people there oh, yeah. making turkey sandwiches to take out the people at Quick Trip on Thanksgiving Day. And we had a well over 200 people there. Right. People want yeah, to, to make a difference. To make a difference. They want to be a part of this church. They want to see this church is unique. We have an incredibly generous church. This is a very unique church that you're running. Absolutely. It's completely different than the Baptist, the Methodist, the Catholics, the Life Church, the all of them. Mm-hmm. It's a very unique, different church, and the people are excited about it, and the people go out and brag about it, and the people want to do things. They want to walk into that building. They want the building to be bigger. They want the building to do more things. They want to advertise the church. They want to see it online. They want more of your church than Sunday morning, 10 to 11. Yep. It's 1030 to 1130. So much bigger than that. 9035 West Central Avenue. Mm-hmm. GPWichita.com. If you want to check it out and see what the Sunday morning looks like online, GPWichita.com. Click on Watch Now. Um, yeah. And if you saw episode 37, the band Edge of Grace, that little video clip is from inside the church. Mm-hmm. They, it's a it's a completely different atmosphere than you might expect going yeah. into a church, and people want this to explode. They've been waiting. Yeah. And Sunday, you change. You're all yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being half in as the leader, one of the things that we've experienced is basically just laboring in the obscure. We've been like lying just dormant, and they're just waiting. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Joshua. They're just waiting for Joshua to develop the the not just the courage, but the leadership skill and the boldness to here we go. Let's go. Let's get into the promised land, bud. So yeah. I'm I want to do jumping jacks right now. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what it took. It took not just saying, okay, the situation has to change, but it took me first being the one who says, okay, so who am I? I am a bold leader and we're going to do this. And so I'm surrendered to the one who wants this the most. Yes. And now we're going. So, yeah, I officially um, asked for the church's forgiveness on Sunday and they've given it to me. And now we go. Did they give you money? Yes. Yes. Yeah. See? We haven't even officially kicked it off. And there's already funds that are coming in. A a movie you got to watch? The Burial. Okay. I'm going to spoil it for you. I'm not spoiling it because you're going to... But (laughs) the the whole point of the movie is how they got here. Gotcha. But this uh, attorney Mm -hmm. played by Jamie Foxx, who calls himself... (laughs) <laughs> the giant slayer. Okay. But where he kind of got his beginning and he took on this case of a, 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 a burial home, uh, a funeral home, and they got screwed in a contract mm-hmm. and his uh, local 30 year partnership attorney filed a lawsuit for $6 million to cover the cost of the contract and, and then, you know, any kind of damages. Six million. He's very proud of himself for that. Mm-hmm. They brought in this new attorney, played by Jamie Foxx, and he said, Six million? No. It's a hundred million. And people fell out. <laughs> what? No, no way. The 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 corporation they were suing laughed at him. Mm. 
Didn't even counter propose. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to court. Yeah. He won. And the jury awarded five hundred million. Nice. Mm. Wow. So we are the ones who limit. Yeah. You know, dream, dream. What is the situation and circumstance you want for the church? That who are you? What circumstances do you want to see happening? Who are you? Yep. Are you a Christian? Are you? A child of God? Mm-hmm. Are you holy? Are you perfect? Are you blameless? Are you equal to Jesus Christ? In Christ, absolutely. <clears throat> These are the things the Bible tells us about our identity. Mm-hmm. We have a purpose in this world. We have He has a will for our life. I don't know what yours is, but if you start talking to him about it, if you accept your identity and start talking to him about what he wants to see happen and you tell him what you want to see happen, and that whole dialogue starts going on, whatever the situation and circumstances of your life will begin to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, just huge. And it can be literally for any situation that we have when we really, truly believe and want it to change. Then this process is all about making it happen. Now, on the model that we kind of discussed and walked through last week, your identity leads to your environment, your environment leads to how you think, that's where the four fundamentals come in, mm-hmm. that, that bubble about thinking. How do you think? And if you clean that up, if you sharpen those razors, mm-hmm. I don't control what other people think, do, or feel. I don't control the past or the future. That frees me to focus on what I do control right here, right now, and that is how I think and what I do, which will then change how I feel. Mm-hmm. So as I change what I think, is it a law? Do I have to? Is it, Jesus said very few things I actually needed. Mary has chosen the better part. Mary has chosen what is better, mm-hmm. and that will not be taken from her. And that's the part that people get lost on. Yep. Well, not only that, but that's what changed her. Yeah. That's what changed her. And the story that I shared last Sunday Mm -hmm. was how generous she was. She had that heart of generosity to take a pint of perfume and anoint the feet of Jesus so humbly. And then to let her hair down, which was highly unheard of. It was unheard of. He didn't do that in public Mm -hmm. as a woman. And to wipe his feet with her hair, it was just such an incredibly humble and generous act. But it started with wanting to be that loving, Christ-following, generous person. And when, in the other story, when she chose what is better, next sentence, next half of that sentence, not even a period there, there's an and, a conjunction for those learning English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she has chosen what is better, and that will not be taken from her. Mm. God is not going to take away nope. what you choose when you're choosing what is better. Yep. And as you change the way you think, as you focus on thinking about what is better, what would be better in my situation in the future, what would be better, 
new ideas are going to come to you about how you feel about things and the decisions to make. And when worry attacks, you shift the worry to plans to dreams. And when you're thinking negatively, I can't do it, this won't happen, you shift the negative thinking to positive thinking, I can do it, this will happen. You change how you think in that one bubble, you focus in, you work on those four fundamental thought processes, making those changes, your experience begin to change, your decisions begin to change. Next thing you know, you're out there holding car washes. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get this damn building paid off. Yes, we are. Absolutely. And quicker, quicker than the plan, because I believe that God is going to be all, all up in this. And so the thinking part mm-hmm. that you, you spend a lot of time focusing, changing right there in between the ears, it really does though begin with the environment changing what you allow in mm-hmm. changing what you're uh, what you're putting yourself in connection with sure including the people the places the things and so I'm really challenged with that and so um, I've started to do some of that <laughs> I, I just I'm very thankful for uh, for where we're at I think. That is a great point for us to wrap up on. Mm. Yeah. Right there. Yep, 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 yep. Change your identity, change your circumstances. Absolutely. There's an eight-step process in the middle of all of that, but it all starts with changing how you see yourself, which will cause you to start changing your environment, start changing how you think about things, start changing the experiences you have, the decisions you make. Yep. The behaviors, the habits, the character you build, and your circumstances begin to change, and pretty soon you're standing there, Paying off the building, mm-hmm. writing that last check. Mm. And here we go. Boom. Running off in freedom. So if you feel stuck, if you've had this feeling for way too long and you're, you're tired of it and you're ready to, to find freedom from it, whatever it is, whatever situation it is, stay with us and continue to, to go on this journey with us because we're going... We're going to have some freedom. It's good. Thank you, Doc. I'm Lance. And I'm Mike. And we are just these guys. We'll catch you next week. <laughs> the situation. <laughs> the situation. Next week, I've got a uh, special little, I'm bringing the guitar. Did That's, I say that already? Did I say that online? did say that. Did I say that during the podcast? Bringing the guitar. Yep, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to debut the first part of the song. Come on, bring it. Here we go. Bring it. Let's do it. That's redneck. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it. Bring it. Redneck. Have an awesome week. See you.